0: The Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, episode 87. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, the show dedicated to providing tips and strategies to everyone caring for an elderly loved one. My name is Casey Price, and this podcast exists to help make your job, the job of caring for your elderly loved one, a whole lot less stressful. And today we're going to talk about something you might have heard uh, a lot, actually, if your loved one is living in assisted living or thinking about moving into assisted living, and that something is this, what is a Medicaid bed in an assisted living community? So, the phrase Medicaid bed, what is that? Well, in many states, when an assisted living community accepts Medicaid, there is a limit to how many residents can live there as Medicaid beneficiaries. This is usually because Medicaid pays the assisted living community significantly less than private pay residents pay them. So Medicaid pays less than people who are paying them out of their own assets. Given their financial setup, the assisted living community can't have too many people on Medicaid Well, otherwise, they wouldn't be able to keep their doors open for business. They just wouldn't be profitable. So they have to be careful in how many people they have in their community receiving Medicaid benefits. So if, for example, an assisted living community has 100 beds, they may only have 5% or whatever percentage Medicaid requires them to have allocated for Medicaid beneficiaries. So 5% of the 100 or five beds allocated as Medicaid beds. So, in a in a community with a hundred residents, there might only be five Medicaid beneficiaries living there at any time. So, in that scenario, you would say the community has five Medicaid beds, none of which might be available. That means if your aging parent or elderly loved one doesn't have one of those five beds, then they wouldn't be able to stay there in that community as a Medicaid beneficiary because there wouldn't be a Medicaid bed available for them unless someone else can pay for their care until a Medicaid bed becomes available. See, when people run out of funds and need a Medicaid bed, they will either have one that's available or they'll go on a list and wait until one of the Medicaid beneficiaries in that community doesn't need Medicaid anymore. Well, that means you're waiting for somebody to unfortunately pass away or for their condition to change and have to move out. And then when you're at the top of the list, you would get one of the beds. But in the, in the, in the interim, Somebody has to pay for your care in that community, and most people don't have that ability. But let's clarify a couple of misconceptions about Medicaid beds. First, the beds aren't literal beds. They're a count of people in the community on Medicaid. So it's not as though, oh, there's the five Medicaid beds sitting out in the hall. It doesn't work that way. It's just how many people are on Medicaid in the community. The beds aren't in a certain part of the community. Most of the time when people transition onto Medicaid in an assisted living community, they would stay in the actual room they've been living in, or they might have to move into a semi-private or shared room because Medicaid may only pay for that benefit. But if somebody else wants to pay extra to get you um, the difference between what Medicaid pays for a semi-private room and what the community charges for a private room, uh, that's a possibility. So you may have to move out of your apartment if you go on Medicaid into a shared apartment, but it's not like, oh yeah, the people in rooms one, two, and three, they're all the people on Medicaid. It doesn't work like that. Also, most of the people living in and working in the assisted living community won't know that your loved one is a Medicaid beneficiary. They won't get a certain chart or a certain um, sign or a certain room that says, oh, this person's on Medicaid, treat them different. Really the only people in the community who know your loved one's on Medicaid might be the executive director and the business office. But most day-to-day staff, most other residents, they would never know that your loved one is on Medicaid. So, let's go back though. Let's circle back. The reason Medicaid beds are an issue is because there's a limited supply of them, which means your loved one might not have one when they exhaust their resources and need Medicaid to pay for care. This is really important. If there isn't a Medicaid bed in their community, then someone else is going to have to pay for their care while they wait for one to become available or... They may have to move out of that community where they've been living, and into one with an available Medicaid bed, or with like into a house of someone. Um, you know, come up with some other arrangement, like moving into a child's house. So, if they're in, a, in an assisted living community, they they run out of money. They need Medicaid, but there's no Medicaid bed available. Then a couple of things are going to happen. One, someone else is going to have to pay for their care. Two, they're going to have to move out into another assisted living community uh, that has a Medicaid bed available. Three, they're going to have to move out into a nursing home where they'd be able to get Medicaid, and sometimes that's the appropriate transition. Uh, Four, they would have to move in with a child or or someone else who could provide care for them that they need um, because they wouldn't be able to get it in the assisted living community. If there is no bed and your loved ones spent their assets down on their care, they ran out of money paying for their their um, time in the assisted living community, that can be a really difficult situation because it may not be easy to get a Medicaid bed in a different assisted living community. So if someone is an assisted living appropriate uh, care recipient, so they live in assisted living, they're not really not appropriate yet to transition into an, to a nursing home and they've spent all their money in one community, moving into a different one, a different assisted living community to try and get a Medicaid bed could be very difficult. Why? Well, the other community probably has a limited number of beds as well, and the new community or the other community would probably have a private pay requirement. And we've talked about private pay requirements in, in a previous episode of the podcast, but that private pay requirement is an amount of time that the assisted living community would require a resident to pay out of their pocket before they could apply for Medicaid. So, it could be a real issue if there isn't a Medicaid bed available for your loved one when they need Medicaid. So this, isn't, this is something that requires some planning to make sure that you have a clear path to a Medicaid bed in the assisted living community where your loved one is living, or you have an alternate or living arrangement set up in the event they have to move into an, a different assisted living community or a nursing home or out of, the, out of the assisted living into someone's house, or someone else is going to be willing to pay their bill while they wait for that bed to become available. One question people ask all the time is, when I move into the assisted living community, can I get some sort of guarantee that when I run out of money, I'll be able to get a Medicaid bed? And the answer most times is no, you won't be able to get a guarantee. And the other issue is this, even though you get a guarantee, it doesn't mean that you won't need to move out due to a change in need that the assisted living says they can't accommodate any further. So you might have a guarantee in an assisted living community about a Medicaid bed, but if your condition were to change, you might have to move out into a nursing home uh, at the time where it looks like you'd be going on Medicaid because the assisted living community wouldn't be able to care for your loved one anymore. So just because you do have a quote unquote guarantee, it doesn't mean you're guaranteed a bed in the end after all. But like I said, most assisted living communities won't guarantee the ability for your loved one to stay there on Medicaid, which of course leads to uncertainty. You know, there's, there's uncertainty when you move into an assisted living community and you can't have a promise that when you run out of money, they'll have a bed available for your loved one. But it is a scenario that pretty much everyone moving into assisted living has to deal with. Don't be scared by it. Get your loved one in the place where they will have the highest possible quality of life. That means if they're assisted living appropriate, yeah, you, know, you really want to get them into an assisted living and not jump that level of care into nursing home if if that's appropriate too. Try and maintain their highest possible quality of life as long as possible. Don't be scared by this issue. Know it exists and just be ready for it when it comes up. If you're ready, if you understand it might be coming down the pike, you will be ready to deal with it when that time comes. I hope this is helpful. I hope you're now better prepared as you care for your loved one to be able to advocate for them, be able to help them when these issues come up in the assisted living. Medicaid beds are really important. It's something you want to understand as they go into the community or as they're living there. You don't want to get surprised by it at the end when they run out of money and suddenly you learn that there is this concept of Medicaid beds and your, your loved one might have an issue getting one. So, I appreciate you listening today. Keep on the lookout for more episodes. There is great information about this and other things on my website, thestressedoutcaregiver.com. And while you're there, be sure to download the guide I wrote called How to Find and Pay for Assisted Living and Nursing Home Care, or as I refer to it, how to get the best possible care in the best possible place for the best possible price. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and send any questions or comments you might have to me, Casey Price. My email is Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, at the stressedoutcaregiver.com. Remember that today and as always, this show is based in New Jersey law. The laws in your state might be different. The content of this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information so you can find the help you and your elderly loved one need to provide each of you with the highest possible quality of life and the least amount of stress. Remember, as always, my name is Casey Price. This is the Stressed Out Caregiver podcast. This is the highlight of my week when I have the privilege of talking to you. I really do enjoy this. I hope you get a lot out of it. I hope you get high value and lots of benefits from listening to this and collecting this information. And until I have the privilege of sharing with you again, I wish you nothing but the best.